0: Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Blend Radio. You know we always love to have our second Tuesday Vacation Station food, wine, and travel show with IFTWA. IFTWA is the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. They're an amazing organization that puts destinations, travel writers, travel authors, food, wine, travel writers, photographers all together so that we all get the best stories and we know where to stay and play. And today we're going to stay and play in Whitby and Camino Islands. Uh, We're going to bring back Sherry Wyatt. Sherry Wyatt is with Whitby and Camino Islands Tourism. They're having a name change. There's scandal going on over there good stuff, not bad scandal. But I encourage you to go to their website, WhitbyCamanoIslands.com. And for years, I said Kamano, but I think I got it right after all these years, Sherry. Have I, have I got it? And welcome back.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. And yes, you have it right. It's great it to takes see a you while here. Yeah. Uh, you,
0: I think you have to go there to get it. You see, that that's the hurt. thing. That's a, that's a difference. You've been on the shows educating us, but actually going really helps you actually embrace, you know, the Kameno spirit.
1: <laughs> it does absolutely. You you get right into island time.
0: <laughs> I love it. You know, it's so funny because, you know, I talk to people going to Washington State and they're like, I'm like, you need to go here. You need to go Whitby, Kameno and Accordus. You need to go to all these. And they're like, there's people there's diehards who know about your area and then they don't want to tell anybody about it. There's like it's these hidden gems. Like we talk about hidden gems, I know that's an overused term, but Doug, I don't want people to go kayak where the orcas are, like that's mine, like not theirs. And then you get the people who are like, I didn't know that existed. Like, it's not like the typical island kind of vibe, but it's island, it's a whole different scenario and your area is just precious, it really is. So um, tell everybody where would be is, how accessible it is, Nancy and I got there. We were we managed to make it yeah. very easily, and Camino. So we like
1: say you know we're easy to get to, but hard to forget. Ah, there you <laughs> go. So you'll just travel, and they also we say we're the shortest distance to far away because you'll just travel only thirty miles north of Seattle to catch a ferry onto Whidbey Island, or additional twenty miles would take you up to the um, entrance to Camino Island, which you actually drive across a le- kind of a land bridge. Very yeah. cool. It's so it's easy to get to i mean we're really close not that far away at all from from sea uh, airport and then there's another way to get onto the island on whidbey which is uh deception pass bridge which is actually part of the most visited state park in washington state
0: i did that bridge yeah yeah you know, i went you, on you, that bridge you know there's mm-hmm. one
1: more way too to get onto whidbey island is another ferry route that connects us to the olympic peninsula so there's several different oh. ways to get on both islands.
0: Ah, so the people coming out to the islands, um, are they mostly people from Seattle? Or are you getting international folks coming over? You know, uh, are people that just really want to go chill out in nature?
1: You know, we, we've looked at our data and it's a big combination of places. Of course, Seattle knows us. Many people come here from there. That's just a given. But the international, because there's so many direct flights now into to Sea airport, that it's mm-hmm. so much easier to get here from overseas. And also people from all over our state, and, you know, people in, in kind of warmer climates maybe want to get away from the heat or the fires where there's fires and smoke. So we have kind yeah. of a, a nice year round climate, very mild year round. And that's a real attraction for people from all over the country.
0: And the beauty, how, how big are the islands when people think about like, you know, you, you can't walk from one side to, oh, well, you could, you know, depending well, on Well, yeah, you know, are, it's but... only about
1: 50 miles long. I mean, that's actually pretty long for an island. So yeah, it's yeah. Is, is pretty long, but it's not that wide. And Kameno Island is only about 16 miles long. I think it's 16 by nine miles. Mm. So Um, it's a it's a smaller island uh, but but either one I think it's you can get around definitely by by cycling or by your own car or now good news is that our free bus service is available on Sundays as well they've just expanded that so we have free bus service every day of the week
0: oh wow wow it's to go where you want on the island that is cool yeah but isn't that also Yeah. But you could do it anyway, right? During the week or is it you yeah, know, even yeah. if you pay? Yeah. So that's a way you I mean, to have public transportation is a big deal. It's it's free all the time, every day. It's always free. So, oh,
1: it's it's a service that our county provides to our visitors and residents.
0: Oh, wow. And that is really good for the island in sustainability, isn't it?
1: Very, very much so. And, you know, you can't promote things and then not really follow through. So when we didn't have a Sunday service, we just had, you know, Monday through Saturday, that was tougher to, to encourage visitors to to leave their cars. But now it's, it's very doable. And there's also a shuttle that runs right up to Whidbey Island from the airport. So you can just, you don't even need to get a rental car. If you wanted to get around Whidbey Island, it could be done.
0: That is cool to know. I didn't know all this stuff. Yeah. So the one thing too, I mean, we've talked about it before on the show, transformational travel, uh, regenerative travel, all these big words that we've talked about this, but it really is when you're on islands, um, we, we need to really protect them. Um yeah. it, when we think about environmental, like if you go hiking, please, you know, don't leave your trash. You're going to take it out with you. You know, whatever you eat, the sandwich wrapper needs to go home or go back to your hotel, whatever you're doing, you've got to, you can't just, you've got to take these places uh seriously in regards to they are pristine. And this right. is how you're doing it. And I think that's, you know, for all of us going and for your residents, obviously they know that. Um, but it's you want it to be you you want that paradise, you know?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting that you say the residents know, because I think, and I'm finding in our outreach, as we talk to communities and stakeholders and that, you know, we can't ask our visitors to do things that we won't do ourselves. So it really starts at home with, with us and our Mm. own actions. And, you know, regenerative travel isn't anti-growth. It's just really about growing the things that matter Mm-hmm. and never in ways that that will affect or hurt anyone in a negative way so it's kind of an interesting way of thinking I mean it, it puts residents first in some ways but also um it's about creating better experiences for visitors
0: you know I agree I agree well you want the pristine beach you want the pristine hiking trail without trash and you yeah. want to protect the the wildlife you know we don't want to see turtles or tortoises with you know plastic around them you know we don't we don't want any of that stuff right we don't want to see whales that don't have barnacles they have plastic on the side of them we don't want that i mean i don't think that well, it probably could ha- you know there's all yeah. kinds of weird things we see what happens to wildlife through our yeah. actions oh, and there are so many people passionate
1: about our wildlife here in fact you may have even heard that about the orca network which is um you know super popular network of people that after you leave the island many people just join it because you can track where all the whales are all the time oh wow they've been passionately working to bring one of the whales back here from the miami florida and there's an aquarium there a sea aquarium where she was captured from here about 50 years ago and there she's she's gonna be released i don't know if you've heard about this at all but it's it tells you what people are like around here they don't they Mm -hmm. don't quit on, on our animals and we care about nature and so um, she, she, you know, she
0: got captured
1: yeah there was a big roundup here on Whidbey Island in Pin Cove um about 1970 I think it was and um over 50 whales were captured and and taken away they were stolen it's a it's a tragic moment it's a very dark day in our history yeah here, and they were taken to sea whirls and aquariums you know all over the the world and, um, you know, they have long memories and they have long lives and their families remember each other. I mean, it was mm. quite a tragic day. They were parents, you know, separated from their babies and um, yeah. it was, you know, it's, it's one of those dark stories, but it is, we have to remember about who we are, where we came from too. We have to look mm-hmm. back at our history to learn from it. So anyway, yeah.
0: Lolita. Oh, that is awesome. And, you know, cause We've done gazillions of shows about this kind of thing. And, you know, um, like, yes, Swaziland. Um, We lived in South Africa for many years, as you probably know. And uh, Swaziland decided at this point that they're selling elephants to zoos in this country. Mm -hmm. And they flew elephants. Oh, instead of letting them go to, oh, we're overrun with elephants, which is not true. Instead of letting them go to a neighboring country or something like that, no, we're putting them zoos, and zoos purchase them in this country, and they flew these elephants out of their regular natural habitat and did that. And so we're still doing this. I mean, this was maybe five, six, seven years ago. Oh dear, yeah. So, so we are still. So this happens a lot. Yeah. And um, it's something, and you know, I'm seeing now a lot of aquariums and zoos are starting to become more uh, rescue places, which I think is really great. Um, we covered one in Texas, which is like, we're wildlife rescue. And it is about, uh, climate change. It's about what is happening. Like now they're getting manatees from Florida because Florida is not able to, the manatees aren't getting enough food. So mm. the manatees are moving there. So,
1: they're so there's all of this.
0: so talking about this conservation part, I think that's an interesting thing about people coming to the island, being involved, that is part of regenerative tourism as we talk about it. So as travelers, we need to be aware of that, that we can be part of this place that we fall in love with. We want to support that and the wildlife and orcas. I mean, like they're like the elephants of the sea.
1: (laughs) Oh, they are. They are amazing. And we're, we're learning how how smart they really are and intelligent. And and this is a reverse situation where we're bringing the whale back to, to oh, home. and there's that's so nice in place there's there's very touching songs about it bring lolita home and you know she's part of the lummi tribe so there's a lot of sacredness about this and it's it's a it's a very big deal and it's exciting and, it, and, and you know i want to follow up with what you're saying about how visitors might be more involved in the community because mm-hmm. i have some people coming this weekend that are visiting and they've pre-ordered from a food hub here on the island put together by all these farmers locally and they pre-ordered all these foods and eggs and items to take to their short-term rental that they're they're going to pick up at the farm on their way so it's kind of neat that that we have these ways that that you can you know shop locally when you arrive but you can actually pre-order it so you don't have to like hassle with that um, trying to you know schedule everything there's pickup places all over the island so
0: so there's island times but you guys are with it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're with it. I mean,
1: that's kind of high tech. You know, you just, you go online and you you build a profile
0: for free and then you pick and choose all the things you want. But you're supporting farmers too. And you guys, did you, your tulip festival just happened? Yeah. So that was in Skagit County, just north
1: of us. Oh, it's still okay. going on. I mean, the tulips were a little bit late this year because of rain. And so it's still quite beautiful and um, oh, wow. a beautiful part of our state. any time of the year, Skagit County is is a remarkable farmland.
0: So with, with being Kameno, mm-hmm. when we were out there, we noticed like, I wanted to say biodiversity of farms, right? because I get into this, I think it's so cool when you don't have like one big monocrop that takes out all the other crops and you wanna keep the, the soil happy and clean and full of worms and all that good stuff. And when we were in your area, it seemed very diverse in agriculture. I don't even wanna use like it, these farms, small farms and then there's wineries and then there's breweries and there's all the there it's just like really taking things to like pure value and pureness and so when you go there it's like you're gonna have a good time but like when you're talking about eggs they're like they're not being shipped in for i mean you can get all that but this is you can really be part of the island by supporting the farmer like you were talking about you know um if if you're going to a short term rental and you want flowers go get it from a local flower farm cuz exactly. i know you have that too right and there's these little honor
1: stands that we call them and they're all over the island where there's a little jar and you put the money in and take the flowers or take the eggs and and those are still it's very sweet it feels like a throwback to many many years ago but it's just how we live we mm. it's it's what why people i think are drawn to come come here
0: I think it's cool for kids to see this yeah. kind of thing, too, and experience this. Um, are the islands set up for families coming out and staying? Because you're talking about vacation rentals, but like it seems like I know that there's some state parks that have some camping yeah. options and things like yeah. that, too, right?
1: Oh, yeah. There's nine state parks between the two islands. They're amazing. And several of them have cabins. They they fill up quickly in the peak summer months. A good time to come is fall and winter or spring mm. Um, to get those cabins that are right on the water they're very affordable very family friendly but also a lot of short-term rentals are are super great for you know they're pet friendly as well and you Mm -hmm. can just really even even do your virtual working from here Uh, a lot of
0: we people that's cool people are are doing that so what about hotels hotel wise and you know the lodgings i know you've got inns when we're driving around we're seeing like seaside there's something about staying i do like to stay on the seaside <laughs> Yeah, you know, and i will what say I? this about the seaside ends just
1: just to check ahead but some of them are are maybe not for children you know they're more romantic um yeah uh, there's just a certain clientele i mean yeah, yeah. friendly but not children friendly i know that seems ironic and in some cases they're both but i think it's better to check ahead and and find yeah. out
0: Well, the romantic escape. I mean, if you're coming from Seattle, that's got to be like a nice quick, hey, I want to go for a romantic getaway with, you know, my spouse or my loved one. And, you know, I it's, I mean, really a walk in the park. You want to do that.
1: Yeah. Couples massage and wine ah. tasting and a nice dinner yeah there's this is a great place for a getaway romantically but also I mean I'm I definitely would say family friendly and we just love dogs here so there's no I know you love dogs we, have we love dogs. dog parks and beaches and um they're well maintained because people who come here and visit you know they they are respectful to pick up after your dog and you
0: know every park you. we went to there were dogs and they were everybody was conscious about how their dogs were and It's like, oh, if your dog doesn't get along with other dogs, they would, you know, walk, you know, you know, the dog etiquette, right?
1: We know each other by their dogs and not by each other's owners sometimes.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. And we give each other's dog names, new names, you know, it's like, oh, that one, that's Fluff Bucket. I don't know how the word bucket gets into Fluff Bucket, but it does. That's adorable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, but I love that it is pet friendly because dogs also need to be outside just like we do. Yeah. And you know, dogs want their walks. They want their sniffs. They want, you know, to be out and about and it does take a community to make it actually work.
1: Well, and another thing that people might want to do is is something like foraging for mushrooms and there's there's farms and and, you know, basically um outfitters, you know, that are doing that. There's there's kayaking, of course. There's whale watching. I want to do reps. that. There's lots of different ways to get into nature with, a, with mm-hmm. a guide, which sometimes can make a better experience um, just because you'll learn a lot more sometimes that way. Well,
0: because you're in such a, um, like you have, you've got endemic species and you've got such a different landscape, waterscape than <laughs> other areas, unless you're really familiar over time. When you go out, like you've got tide pools in some areas, some areas not, some are really windy and you can go windsurfing. I haven't seen windsurfing like that since I was in South oh, Africa. Yeah, I mean, that here. was cool.
1: Yeah. Yes, you do. Like, I was like, surfing. everybody was
0: out. I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, Nancy I and I sat and watched them for like half an hour, just like, look at them go. And then we were placing bets on people. But, you know, and <laughs> sorry, I don't know if gambling's legal there, but we did it in our own <laughs> space. But um, I think that's the thing is if you can get a guide to take you out on a hike, I don't know if you have hiking guides. I know you no. have
1: kayaking guides. Yeah, they're, they're one of the kayaking companies actually now does a tide pool option. You can do the walk on the beach instead of the kayaking. For not everybody wants to be out on the water or maybe you've done that. This is a way to actually walk the beach with guides. And I think this is just fantastic. Because there's so
0: many interesting things that wash up. And then the tide pools are their own little world. Man, they are, they're cool. And for kids, and then mm-hmm. like you're saying, like not everybody wants to get out in the water. You know, everybody's different. Um, so I think, you know, I think that is, um, cool that they're doing that, but I do want to kayak, you know, and I, how many photos come out with people kayaking with orcas too? Is oh, there like,
1: isn't that? have you done it? I, I didn't see whales when I was kayaking, but I've seen them from the shore and yeah. other kayakers that were not too far away from that. So that was pretty exciting. Another thing you can do is uh-huh. go on a canopy tour through a forest at an an old farm. It's a historic farm on Camino Island called Christofferson Farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can zip line basically through, through forests and there's the guides or have interpretive panels at each of the, the, um, the platforms before you zip. So there's four lines and each time you're going, you learn a little bit more about what you're looking at, about the, the preservation of that forest and, and then you get to zip.
0: Well, of- I love that you, the, you talk about it being canopy. So people understand the importance of canopies. And don't they do coffee too? Because that kind of connects with- Oh gosh, yeah. We
1: have, have great coffee roasters all over both islands, but Camano Island coffee roasters are, are fantastic. And they, they actually work with estate farms overseas to help them become owners of their farms. So- these- Oh, that is
0: so cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's taken it a full step further where it's a you know a faith-based organization they work with to help them build schools and have water and and not not just take not just be transactional but be transformational so wow, those- we're
0: going back to those words regenerative transformational back, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that are there ways for people to do volunteer projects when they come to the island because to me there's something cool about going out and maybe help take out invasive species so you can learn because you know there's the guided trips which are very very cool but volunteering sometimes you really get to be a local more through volunteer work
1: yeah so we're in the process of working with local nonprofits who already have the opportunities created and know how to work directly with volunteers to make it a good experience so our, our you know, tourism group ourselves are not creating these things. We're just finding mm-hmm. them and putting them all together. So you can find them on our website, Soundwater Stewards, Woodby Camino Land Trust. These are some of the organizations that have set up really great experiences where they get the work done. The Gary Oak Society, you go out and you plant Gary Oak trees. And also- I want to do that. They go back to baby Oak trees and, and tend them. And they actually can- assign someone a tree so you can return to your tree every year and, and t- you know take care of it and you know, it's, it's kind of an exciting way to to connect to an island and have a little more of a relationship with us than just a like i said transactional you know well this, but this is so, so important
0: animals. because we talk about like okay the elephants the orcas right so these are really big species that everybody's like oh they're so cool right and then you hear about species like oh this species is in trouble and maybe we don't want to develop this land oh but it's only a type of rabbit or oh it's only this kind of animal it's small and who you know who cares about it i care about them but but when you go and you work on maybe the habitat or any kind of volunteering like that when you talk about the oaks and you start to learn about the oak tree and you go oh Wow. Well, this species won't survive because if this oak tree isn't there, this won't survive, and then if this doesn't survive, this—you understand the web of life, right, right? For a region, by doing these things, just through one species, will lead you to the web. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but you exactly. understand? It's cool.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and some people might want to help with with building a house through Habitat for Humanity or Hearts and Hammers weekend. So there's, there's things all year round and we're just in the process of really going into community to find them and, and let them know that, did you ever realize or think about how the fact visitors might want to be part of this force for good and and not just, not just the residents, but people coming might want to pack their, their work gloves and have some, some experiences too, just beyond, um you know, being entertain me, you know, we, we all sometimes we show up at places and say, you know, take care of me and entertain me. I'm here now. I'm here spending money. But, you know, it's just not I don't think that's the way of the world so much anymore. It's we yeah, I think
0: even, you have you know, a day of that and then a day of this. You know, it's like yeah. I think sometimes you're going to go, hey, let me go for a hike. Oh, there's an event that I can I think the events really help, too. Is that something that's um, back thriving? I know. um I know by the time this airs, um we'll be in the thrust of actually going weekly with our new weekly blend magazine cuz we're crazy but it's because things are it's it, it tourism is is back but events are back and everybody wants to know everything now and we're like All right, all right, we're coming. We're coming. (laughs) So how's it? How's it on the islands? (laughs) Well, they're definitely
1: back, and they're they're deeper and richer and more meaningful. So that's what we're finding. Yeah, the Pincob Water Festival is you know bringing in a number of different tribes with with canoe races, and that's coming up in May. And we've just now, you know, learned and finally discovered all of the the new things that we we didn't study or share about our our islands before the Europeans arrived. So we're telling more of the stories of the people who were here before us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more meaningful for visitors too. And we're actually part of something, I think the national parks, you might already be aware of this, but the National Maritime Heritage Area that we've just mm-hmm. been designated as. So it's 3,000 miles of saltwater coastline. And um, we're the only maritime national designation in these national heritages. So, so there's there's 39... Well, there's 49 in the United States mm-hmm. of these areas. So we have 18 uh, federally recognized tribes, 13 counties, 32 cities, and it's uh, it's pretty exciting how that's going. Well, how we're going to embrace that.
0: The heritage areas are huge. In fact, we've done a number of shows. Okay. On them, number like because yeah, here and we are now. This, we're one. Yeah this this is yeah. <laughs> we should do one. Just on that, yeah, we um, can, yeah, okay, we'll do John, that.
1: I, it just was last night speaking with a lot of artists who are more excited than ever about bringing people into their studios and also getting out of their studios and doing more tours, and you know, kind of connecting more with people instead of because we were all you know sitting inside our little places hiding and it's time it's time now to open the doors and bring people into we studio. still have
0: to be careful there is still yeah. that element of being careful like i'm sorry sure. if i go to grocery store i still wear a mask because i'm like dude i don't know who you are but you know i mean everybody's different some people don't are, and masks are optional i see them every day every, and, and yeah everybody's got their own it's yeah. up to everybody's own thing mm-hmm. but um this going back together and, and working together in these events that you're saying are so meaningful, like the arts, the heritage areas really do it because heritage areas tell the story of the people and connect it with the land. Yeah. It, it's a very, and when you're talking about all these agencies coming together, it is so different. It's not just National Park Service. I know your state parks are probably part of it too. Oh, yes. Everyone's together. And, the marinas, and the towns, these yeah. events come out when you say about more meaningful. It's so cool to learn about you know you're walking on a piece of land that ancient indigenous people walked on and what are we doing to this land how what's the value and then when you have events where people can interconnect and relate and share stories you start to understand and um i know you know the indigenous people are really good at at storytelling and we I, it it just Being in person, I know musicians right now are super happy because they get to have that music out there and have the energy from the audience. But it's the same thing in sharing history. You know, reading a textbook, eh, but getting out there and walking in places where people were and did certain things, certain parts of history. And you definitely have the English camp and the French camp and you have all of that going on. You know, so, you know, EB's Reserve, that's a whole other um, very... That's a, other, that's a whole other that's a very um historic place unique management too you know when we talk about that but when you go out to those areas and you can connect with people and and it's generational then you just you know yeah. it, it's you huge
1: you know I want to jump on that generational word because I I think something visitors will find that's new is how the younger generations are coming up in through the farming communities and the tavern owners, the restaurant owners, the, so many of these, these really clever businesses that are, are younger owners. And it's, it's fun. It's exciting. And it's great to see the next generation coming up and the new people coming up. So there, for example, there's a little place down in Clinton that is a, it's called Skeen and Tipple. And in the front is a little yarn shop that the wow. female owner of the, the, or the business, the wife. Has and then if you go through that into the back, you find the bar that is making it's psychologists and live music, and that's the husband, the male of the couple, and that
0: is see. I love so this
1: exciting, and they're very they're you know they're young and vibrant people. And the salty crab, I was just talking to the owner last night, and there she does. You know, she's young,
0: and there's a new metery and they're really young, and it's just I think it's great. It's it's exciting, you know. We were in a small town in Colorado and there's a brewery that just had moved in but the barbershop was part of the brewery so you, you could go. literally sit and get your hair done and have a beer and i'm thinking like that kind of thing is um it's kind of tossing some of these old rules that why did we have to have those rules in the in the first place there's rules that we should. need to do for protection of wildlife and stuff but then sure. these are the things we're allowed to break
1: and it's almost <laughs> going back to the way things were before where you had a it's general store And, and it was also the place, you know, where people gathered and it was a coffee shop. And, and so I, I think we're almost, maybe we're just going full circle.
0: Oh, it's exciting. So I know you, you've been on the show over the last few years talking about transformational travel, regenerative travel. So I know that you have, I know we're, we're doing new things too. You guys have like some big news too. So. So spill away. Oh, yeah, I that's a good spill. That's a good spill. It's a good spill. So, so
1: through this, this two-year conversation we've been having as a, as a community, we have changed our name from Whidbey and Kameno Islands Tourism to Embrace Whidbey and Camino Islands.
0: Oh, I like and it.
1: And our, our logo was always kind of a compass rose. And now it's a whale tail because the whales return every year and we want our visitors too, and it it mm-hmm. feels like, you know, whales actually everywhere they go, they make the place better. They're, they're one of these animals that are, are, are making part of the whole ecosystem beings. of the, the world yeah. basically. So, so we're oh, excited man. that whales are very symbolic and, and it's appropriate.
0: That's so, amazing. I'm wondering, does it, do they have more protection with you having a heritage area? That's all part of the maritime part it, of it.
1: I imagine it. it is. Things are just becoming clear now to me what all the opportunities are going to be. And I think we're going to be um, pleasantly surprised at how much this brings people together in, in a new way. And it's important because it's connecting us with other communities all throughout the coastline that maybe we haven't seen all the common ground we have. And and we have a center for wooden boats on Camano Island at Kama Beach. And there's a center for wooden wow. boats down in Seattle. And there's a a heritage boat making building place in port townsend and like we could do a boat boat trail <laughs>
0: well but but it's really true like that was something that really um opened our eyes when we got over to the, your area yeah was yeah. like why do people have these huge garages what are they oh. doing <laughs> they have boats in there like so it's a whole different culture if you're you know a landline land person you're landlocked then all of a sudden you go in it's like oh this is a whole different lifestyle. You know what I mean? And then you have seagulls that walk down your streets. So like, we do. Yeah, they're noisy. (laughs) Oh, But we love them. We (laughs) We love love the seagulls. We love that. I think that's one of the coolest things. And um, I want to go back to uh, folks coming out, because I know with this season, everyone's going to get out on the trails, right? Um, I can imagine wildflowers are going to be popping out and probably are popping out already with sunshine and oh, my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's going to be this way for for quite Many many months now. I think. Oh, it's all green. I'm excited. And we that's did a- we so- did actually just create a new trails guide. If you go to our website, that's twenty four trails off the beaten path. And cool. we are focusing. We have a video, a, a trailer, a two minute trailer, just a little video of each trail, as well as a map, and and as there's even a printed guide that you can pick up at the visitor centers. It's trying to to steer people off to areas maybe where they hadn't been before. And um, we also joined the Tread Map app the tread map is something that you can download it's free oh, cool. and it's with state of washington tourism and and it it has all of these trails in real time and says what's going on on those trails right now like is the parking lot really full maybe we'll go to a different trail or is there a tree yeah. down, or is there a fire you know it's it's kind of exciting um that technology is something we can we can harness to to help us
0: and that right. helps balance out for nature, too. If You know, the parking lot's full, like, you give nature you a breather.
1: One.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, go spread out a little bit. But um, having that, and I know we talked about that before, because it's really cool to have these guides. Um, mm-hmm. Can you give everybody some information on the state parks? Because I know that there was like a discovery pass that could get you in like all day yeah. or something.
1: Yeah, so it's, I think it's like $30, $35. You buy the pass, and it gets you a whole year. Of, oh, of the state park. oh, okay. Or you can pay $10 a day, and you can pay right on the spot. But it's it's sort of nice to get your pass ahead of time. Or you can buy the the one year pass at many of the state parks themselves. So they have a little kiosk. And um, it's great, because it's access to, to all the parking lots. And you know they're open till dusk. And they, they're just really wonderful places to wander. And um, boy, wow. we have some old forts in some of our parks. And
0: the driftwood the driftwood. Oh my, oh my the driftwood the driftwood oh my gosh the driftwood is incredible it you know really it, and the trees i mean it's like if you come up from the desert i know a lot of desert folk come up to your area and you see the green i know what it's like and it takes about three days and your jaw is still on the floor it's a little culture shock isn't it but it's a good culture shock it's really cool and just to have that history and it's such an interesting connection when you talk about the indigenous people too to kind of connect like wow who migrated where because they were nomadic too and and different tribes went different places so it kind of gets you even kind of into a little touch of Canadian history as well there's French history or you know English history I mean there's history about pigs runaway pigs no kidding
1: Last yeah I, you know what's interesting is this was a gathering place even then so it's no surprise that it's a place that everyone's drawn to you know yeah even now and and the whales even come back I mean it just feels like the you got breweries oh what about the oh, food gosh. touch on the food oh I should talk on the food about the food because oh we no can't leave fresh- that out are you kidding food is- and farm to table so many of the farms are now selling to local restaurants and the chefs are incorporating oh. local what's in season. So, it might not be that you get what you expected. It'll be what what the farmers brought. So it'll be what's in season. And I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm. It's supposed to eat from the land what what the land offers And exactly and it's, you know sometimes it's nice to have something that hasn't flown three thousand miles.
0: <laughs> it's always better for the belly
1: been <laughs> picked up right out of the the Pin Cove mussels or right out of Pin Cove, and you can sit in a restaurant on Pin Cove and know that they just came right from there. so.
0: That's crazy, isn't it? It's cool. That's yes. how it was back in the day. That's how it was. And that's how it's, we're getting back to those old values, like I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And artisans. I mean, you've got artisan chocolate makers and, and you know, that kind yeah. of thing too. And, you know, and, just, you know there's so many. Oh. Um, and they they really, some of them,
1: I don't know how they got through COVID, but they just did. They, they, they went online. They created websites. They worked through these food hubs so people could order from different that's cool. ways but their, their artists are still here making making cheeses and soaps oh. and and harvesting salts <laughs> and truffles and everything is happening still um in, in new ways and like I said I, I think it's a new vibrant we we learned a lot and maybe we're better for it we're stronger and we're coming mm. out of covid with with the new appreciation
0: that's awesome for each other yeah oh I'm I think it, it. like last time we talked I said you know you're you're a beacon for other destinations to learn from you know uh for people to know and just everyone it's four seasons on these islands i know we talk about summer but Mm -hmm. four seasons and um you can really experience some beauty out there i encourage you to go to whitby camano islands.com also we want to thank the international food wine travel writers association we have so much fun on these shows learning about destinations and the transformation of these destinations i had to bring that in um, everyone, you can go to ifwtwa.org to learn more. And also, if you are in the industry, the tourism industry, even if you're a winemaker or a cheesemaker or a destination or a writer, um, there conference conferences coming up in October. So you may want to check that out. It's open to members and non-members. Um, actually, one of the IFTWA conferences, um, I think that's when we first met you. Uh, Sherry was uh, in Whitby was, uh, a few yeah. years ago. I don't yeah. know how many years ago. But we're all younger now, so it doesn't matter. I think it might have
1: been 2018, 2019, somewhere right before. Yeah. Yeah. 2018, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so uh, definitely check it out, everyone. But thank you so much for joining us. Keep up with us. We do this show every second Tuesday, and we have way more. We have every second Friday, third Friday, and third Monday, I think it is that we do with IFTWA. We're just rocking and rolling. There's a lot to do travel wise. So it's exciting. So, Again it's embrace would be in Kameno Islands.
1: That's right. That's our new name. So it's it's all so the, starting
0: now. Yeah.
1: And you can do it with a glass of wine. That's fine. That's you can embrace us that way. <laughs> Only
0: if it's local. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Sherry. Thank you.